Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. (laughs) Oh, I love that intro, especially the part where he repeats over and over. That's the voice of Ryan Treasure, my co-producer here on Technology Revolution. Bonnie in the house, and I have five guests today, and we've got a topic that's incredible. Let me start out telling you part of today's buzz is a little teaser. Let everybody think about this. What do Cool Hand Luke and John Lennon and Billy Joel and Edna Mode from The Incredibles and Frederick Nietzsche have in common? Well, stick around for the next 57 minutes and you're going to find out. So today we're talking about music and technology, all of its aspects. Where will we get our music? What's going to be happening with the music industry from the perspective of the performers, the creators, and us, the audience, the consumers? So let me read a couple of quotes in the news about this, and then I'll introduce my panelists, and then we'll have them tell you who they are. They're all experts. They're all extremely knowledgeable. And I can't wait to hear their voices. But let me tell you, first up, I have a quick quote from RonaldShannonJackson.com. He says, technology has changed how we listen to music and the way music is made and created new genres. Okay, just let that sit for a second. Now I have a quote from RecordingConnection.com. The internet has changed the music industry drastically over the past couple of decades. While it's made music more accessible to the public and more difficult for artists to make money, it happens to be an incredible tool that lets independent musicians find a global audience without the help and backing of a major label. That's breaking news. Here's a quote from musicfirstcoalition.org. In our era of instant access, streaming has become ground zero for new music. Artists have more control over how their new music drops, can customize the experience for their image, and fans can turn to streaming and find a wide variety of new songs released every single day. And one more quote about the business side. Despite technology's detrimental impact on the music industry, UK music revenues grew by 9.6%. That's a wow in 2017, partly due to the rise of streaming services like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and Deezer. That's from Telegraph.com. Co.uk. So I have five experts on the show. We're going to work our way through this with their quotes they've picked. Those are the five names I dropped at the beginning, and they've all brought us some fascinating predictions about where the music industry is going. So in a moment, we'll be speaking with, we'll be hearing from Michael Castaldo, Karen Willow, Sandy Gennaro, Darwin Diano, and Abby Samarja. Welcome to my palace. Michael, please introduce yourself briefly. Tell everybody who you are and what does music mean to you. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, thanks again for having me on your program, Bonnie. Delighted. Uh, my name is Michael. Last name is Castaldo. I spell Michael a little differently. It's M-I-C-H-E-A-L. There is a meaning for that. Hold the mic and let others heal. Mick heal. Um, what do I do? I uh, love music. I'm an evolving songwriter, musician, uh, composer, producer. I started very, very young in the church. I started taking uh, lessons in the piano and guitar when I was uh, very young, and then started going to music school. And I graduated from Berklee College of Music in Boston. Uh, and then after I graduated, I moved to New York City and been working with uh, wonderful artists and uh, working on various sessions, industrials, commercials, uh, recording sessions. And now, over the past uh, 20 years or so, as an artist, I've been uh, my focus has been on classical crossover music. For those who do not know that genre, it's uh, it was pioneered by Andrea Bocelli and Sarah Brightman and Josh Groban. So music that is classically oriented, but is produced in a very contemporary way. I have released uh, oh, nine CDs now. My most recent one dropped on November first, a Christmas compilation. Mm-hmm. called Christmas in Italy, and I have uh, various Christmas concerts going on this season uh, that I'm very, very excited to, to share, and they're all fundraisers, uh, raising money for various causes, and all supported uh, through uh, sponsorship. Um, happy to be here and share some knowledge of uh, 
of uh, my take, my opinion of where the music business uh, is heading. And my quote from a movie, well, I'm not going. We're not getting to, to the quote right now, Michael. We're not going to get to the quote yet. I don't want you to get to the not quote yet. yet. Just okay. Not okay. yet. Okay. Not no yet. Problem. Let's just go <laughs> go around the table. I know you're eager, and I can't wait either. But I got to get everybody to introduce himself and put on my southern drawl. But I'll hold oh, I'll hold sweetheart, back. and we'll get to that later. <laughs> we, you save that drawl. And listen, I'm the one in North Carolina, but you can have the drawl. That's fine with me. Let's go around the table. He's so eager. Karen Willow, welcome. Nice to hear you. Come and talk. Hi. To us, who are you? Tell everybody what you do. Hi, Ronnie. Well, I am actually a, a very good uh, friend of Michael's. We met um, many, many, too many years ago at, at the Songwriters Guild of uh, America back in New York. And at the time, I was not planning to be a singer. I was only going to be a songwriter. I was looking for the perfect person to write for. Uh, Michael always wondered why I wasn't a singer and I just did not feel that I that was my path at the time. Uh currently I'm living in Chicago and after living here uh, I, I not, not to, I should I should clarify that a little bit. I always sang but I never felt I should be uh an artist, a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Uh and being here I was encouraged by other singers, I sing uh, classically in a, a semi-professional choir, and uh, one of my fellow singers said, "You know, why why don't you sing solo?" And being in a choir where there there were other people that were singing at lyric opera and singing in other um, uh, groups, I kind of felt like a schlump. So I decided <laughs> I should maybe try to do something uh, solo. It it went well, uh, and then I was introduced to Cabaret by a friend completely fell in love with the art form and started actually training and working with uh, teachers and coaches to uh, perform Cabaret. And uh, in that time, actually this summer, I was invited to join the board of the Chicago Cabaret Professionals. So in the past few months, I have been incredibly busy, along with performing my own cabaret shows, also promoting cabaret as an art form in Chicago. And you may or may not know this, but uh, Chicago has been selected uh, to be the city uh, for cabaret, um, a national uh, uh, promotion for cabaret for 2020. So we will be hosting uh, cabaret performers from everywhere coming up in 2020, so we are all very busy with that. Um, along with that, you can check out the Chicago Cabaret Professional website for information about this and all the other cabaret shows going on. Thank so you, Karen. I have been up to. <laughs> Thank you. We're so happy to have you on the panel. I'm moving quickly around the table. Sandy Gennaro, you and I met a couple months ago through a mutual friend, and here you are. So, Sandy, tell everybody who you are what music means to you. Well, thank you, Bonnie, for having me. Um, part of my experience, I've been playing uh, playing drums, recording and touring with major artists for like the last 53 years. Um, I've recorded and or toured with uh, the likes of Cindy Lauper, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Bo Diddley, Johnny Winter, the Monkees, Michael Bolton, Mark Fawner, the Montrose, Benny Mardonis, Kraft, the Mamas and Papas, and several other acts too numerous to mention right now. But, um, I've been on uh, I've been on several top ten singles and, and and performed for over a billion fans, and the beauty of my timing of when I was when I was born and stuff. I came into the music business in the early '60s when mm-hmm. basically it was like the Wild West, and uh, yep. and I came up through the '70s and '80s when technology started happening with drum machines and the computer computer revolution and uh, digitally recording as opposed to tape and all of that. So I've seen the transition from analog to digital, uh, the way albums are made, the way music is made, and the way music is is marketed, the way music is consumed by the consumer. So I've seen the whole evolution, and it's and it's not. It, there's no. It's this. The end is not in sight. It's mm-hmm. like it's like unbelievable. And and as time goes on, it just keeps keeps the ec- exponentially, if that's the word, move faster and faster and faster. 
It's uh, it's unbelievable. And um, but I'm very happy to be here and share whatever knowledge I have based on personal experience. And I was just happy to meet uh, Karen and Michael, the Goomba from Brooklyn. And uh, Darwin, I'm looking forward to hearing you and Abby. I, I would have called myself. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and shut up my Italian mouth and you, just open you, my ears. You heard it here on Czech Revolution, everyone. Thank you. Moving safely around the table. Darwin Deanna, welcome. Tell us how, who you are and what music has to do with you. I know you're, you're, uh, you work at Deloitte. So tell us, what is music? How does it fit into your life, Darwin? Absolutely. Um, so, Darwin Diano, I am the global SAP CTO for Deloitte, but I do love music both as a listener and as a performer. I did record drums and perform more than 20 years ago, but definitely nothing to Sandy's scale. But by mm-hmm. the way, we have three drummers right now, right? Sandy, Bonnie, myself. We have a That's virtual right. drum circle on this SAP radio show. <laughs> um, but, but uh, music is very personal. Uh, I always say it's passion, it's innovation, it's inclusive, it is human cognitive capability at its best, and more importantly, it brings us together. So it's magic. So I, I'm enjoying this uh, more than anyone, I think. <laughs> Thank you very much. And our, uh, this is a lady I haven't met yet. I've met all four of the first four panelists, but Abby Samarja. Abby, welcome. I know Darwin invited you. He said, if we're doing a show on the future of music, we have to have Abby. So Abby, tell us a, a little bit about what you do and what's your connection to music. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Karen. I'm happy to, or Bonnie, I'm happy to be here. Um, like you mentioned, I currently work at Deloitte Consulting, and I'm a member of the CTO Junior Board, working with Darwin to provide a fresh perspective. As for music, I am not a drummer. Um, I did try out the saxophone for a bit, but found out that was not my forte. (laughs) Um, I am an avid listener to music, though, and enjoy a variety of genres. I think it plays a large part in my life um, and helps me form my identity. Thank you very much. That was very profound. Welcome, Abby. Welcome, everyone. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to start. Dar- uh, Michael, now it's time for the quotes. I'm going to have uh, Michael explain his quote. I'll tell a little bit about the quote he selected. Then we will have Karen do hers. And then I have to introduce a brand new sponsor to our show. Would you believe Audible.com is sponsoring today's show? And I'm very excited about that. So we'll take a break and talk about Audible. But Michael Castaldo has sent us a quote from Cool Hand Luke, 1967. An American prison drama film directed by Stuart Rosenberg, starring Paul Newman and featuring George Kennedy in an Oscar-winning performance as supporting actor. Here's the quote. You read the quote. Michael, what you read the quote. What we have here is failure to communicate. <laughs> what does that have to do with music? I'd love to hear this one. Well, it, it, music is part of life, and uh, what's going on with life, how prophetic that a movie of the of 1967 with that quote that I will always mm-hmm. remember uh, is that uh, humans are now glued to their cell phones or other apps and they're not communicating uh, on a human level except mm-hmm. instead of texting or emailing or uh, messengering or whatever. So what we have here is a failure to communicate. Will a hundred years from now? Uh, will the cell phone be the culprit of uh, of humans not communicating and bonding uh, the way we used to? Thank and, you very uh, much. And it makes yep. a difference. Yep. I love that. I love that. And you know what? I think you and, and a couple of other people said in their introductions, Michael, that music music bonds us, music brings us together. So it is a way to communicate in any language. Don't they say music brings people together like a laugh, a smile? Aren't those all universal, Michael? Hmm? Exactly, they are universal. So um, I, uh, my my sister's a teacher, and now uh, I think there's a rule uh, in her school: uh, the students are no longer allowed to uh, carry their phones. They have to check them in with the office. Mm. So uh, I think uh, I think that is a a positive direction that uh, we need to you know just basically uh, you know not be on the phone all the time that we need to do face-to-face and just have that personal human connection and enjoy a concert without having to have our phone in our hands, you know, filming it and documenting it or, you know. There you go. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to move around to Karen Willow. Karen sent us a quote from Billy Joel, the song 2000 Years and the album is River of Dreams. It is Billy Joel's 12th studio album and his final studio album in the pop 
rock genre released back in 1993. And here's the quote. Time is relentless. And as the past disappears, we're on the verge of all things new. We are 2,000 years. Karen, what a beautiful quote. Tell me how it relates to our topic, the future of music. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, I probably have a different view uh, on this than, than other people do. Um, I was, uh, I'm not sure if that's it was in a documentary or something, but when, when magazines first came out, uh, uh, teenagers and, and people were reading them, uh, and I'm talking like 1800 magazines, and people had their faces buried in them. And the older people were saying, oh, this is the end of our time. People are not going to be talking to each, uh, 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 to each other. These kids have their faces buried in these magazines all the time. Uh, you know, and then they had photos of people sitting around in their living rooms all flipping through these magazines. Whereas previously people would sit, you know, someone would read the Bible or something and everyone would sit around and listen or whatever. And I think that continuously, you know, there's always going to be something. Uh, a friend of mine, she's a teacher, uh, she, she, she stopped teaching for a while um, with kids. She's returned to teaching college again. And she's frustrated because, you know, like she gets these papers where, you know, People are, are handing in stuff with you know like uh, like the like I like I am written with a small I because they they're texting or whatever. And one of the things I pointed out to her, I said, you know, like you're you're putting the kids back into their world, not our world. Um, and uh, there's another Billy Joel quote that I didn't use um, is uh, from another song uh, uh, where he where he says, uh, "You can't get the sound from the story in a magazine." And the thing is, now you can get the sound of a rock band from your phone. So I hear something, I sample, you know, I hear, I'm sitting there with my, you know, somebody uh, get, waiting to get my hair cut. I hear a song, oh, I've never heard this before. I can shazam it. I can send mm-hmm. it to another friend of mine. I'm like, oh, you, have you ever heard this song? Isn't this a great yep. song? So um, as frustrating as we can get with technology, it can also bring us together because within a minute I can hear a song at my hairdresser and send it <laughs> to my friend in New York or Europe, um, you know, and go, wow, isn't this a cool song? Oh, you know what? We don't get that song here in Europe or somebody can send it to me. Suddenly it's populating all over the place. So I, I think I have maybe an appreciation for that or I'm at a concert and, and, and although you might be frustrated, I'm one of those people that is documenting the concert and sending it to a friend of mine like, oh, my gosh, this, this song is not on the album. Guess what? Isn't this awesome? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Thank you. You know, we're going to squeeze in one more quote before I go to my, my audible ad here. So Sandy Gennaro sent us a beautiful quote from John Lennon's Imagine. Imagine co-written and, and eventually Yoko Ono did get credit as the co-writer in 2017. So co-written and performed by John Lennon, former Beatle, the best-selling single of his solo career. Its lyrics encourage listeners to imagine a world at peace without barriers of borders or divisions of religion and nationality and consider the possibility that the whole of humanity would live unattached to material possessions. Here's the quote. Imagine all the world living life in peace. Beautiful quote. Sandy, talk to me. Future of music, how does this relate? Well, uh, it relates in the sense of, uh, you know, imagine. When he says imagine, it's another way to, uh, to say he visualized a world an idyllic world, a utopian world that everybody's living in peace. And visualization has a lot to do with the future, the future of our lives on this planet. And actually, it's not just visualization, but it's a positive visualization of events that haven't occurred yet. It's a positive anticipation of events that haven't occurred, of the future in general. And how it has to do with technology is that I remember back in the 80s when drum machines and and automation started entering the music business. Mm. A lot of people, and drummers in particular, were resistant because they were afraid uh, of the future. They were afraid of automation taking their, their livelihood away. And in some cases, that was true if they resisted the change and the evolution of technology. I wrote uh, several articles in music magazines, one in particular for Modern Drummer magazine in the mm. spring of 85, 
um, called uh, Pro- Approaching the Scary Monster. The scary monster being drum machines. And I advocated to all drummers, this is the way of the future. Do not resist it or else you're going to be left by the wayside. And um, to approach technology as your friend, because you're going to be needing it as an ally moving forward in the music business in terms of drumming. Yes, drumming, uh, drum machines took a lot of jobs away from, from, um, from drummers doing demos. Now a keyboard player can program a drum machine and not have to pay a live person with a drum set and all of that stuff. But drum, it, 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 went, it came full circle. All mm-hmm. you heard in a period in the 80s was all you heard on, on albums was drum machine. But then it came back. And, 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 and producers wanted to hear the live element again, but it required live drummers to play along with the consistency of a drum machine because in the recording process, when you play along with a grid or Pro Tools or automated recording to timekeeping to a metronome or a click track, it makes editing a lot easier from take to take. You know if, if one take sounds better and there were no mistakes uh, than another take, you know at least that the takes were a consistent tempo. So editing was made easy. The time in the studio was made to go by quicker. Albums cost less money. And this is in the 80s. So I know a lot of drummers that totally resisted technology, mm-hmm. and now they're working at Best Buy. I had a cousin in the art in the in the art uh, direction that uh, the you know he was an art director and when computers automated came automated art direction came to the laptop he totally resisted he wanted to do everything by hand like the old days and now he's a doorman in Manhattan so the the lesson is is that when you visualize the future look at it as a positive way and even in terms of technology Look at mm-hmm. technology as your friend and don't resist it and don't have your head stuck in the good old days because you're going to be left by the wayside, period. Thank, thank you, Sandy. Great. I love the quote and I love the relationship to music. I'm just going to take a moment here to welcome our brand new sponsor, Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And let me tell you a little bit about them. Audible has the world's largest collection selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals. These are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows you cannot hear anywhere else. Audible keeps you informed, keeps you inspired, and what we're talking about today, entertained. You'll finish more stories when you listen with Audible and always be part of the conversation. There's a convenient Audible app. Listen anytime, anywhere, on any device. Isn't that how we want everything delivered today? Mobile. Alexa enabled. I have to be careful not to say her name. She's in the next room. Bluetooth and more. You can listen at the gym. You listen while shopping, in the car, traveling. Anytime you can't read, listen with Audible. Here's what Audible members get. Every month, choose one audiobook, regardless of price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. Members stay motivated and inspired with unlimited access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs. Wow. Sign up for free updates from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. Audible members can exchange easily any title that they don't love anytime. You don't like a book you got, an audio book, send it to someone else. Members keep their library of listens forever. I said forever, even if you cancel. You can start a 30-day trial and choose one audio book and two Audible originals absolutely free. Here's the call to action. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audio book and two Audible originals absolutely free. Here's where you go. Audible.com slash techrev. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash T-E-C-H-R-E-V. That's short for this show, Technology Revolution. Or you can even text techrev, T-E-C-H-R-E-V, to 500-500. Visit audible.com slash techrev or text techrev to 500-500. And I want to tell you that I looked at Audible and I am selecting for one of my audiobooks, The Pioneers by David McCullough. It's the heroic story of settlers who brought the American ideal West. Talk about the future of now. They were creating the future of their now. So that's it for our welcome to our new, our brand new sponsor, audible.com. Now let's continue with the quotes. I want to keep this tight so we can get to our predictions. 
predictions really quickly. Darwin, we're up to you. And Darwin has sent us a quote from uh, Frederick Wilhelm Nietzsche, 1844 to 1900. Certainly not from the digital era, but we love it. German philosopher, cultural critic, composer, poet, philologist, and Latin and Greek scholar whose work exerted a profound influence on modern intellectual history. Here's the quote. Without music, life would be a mistake. Wow, Darwin, that's heavy. Talk to me. How'd you pick this one? Yeah, very easily, actually, because uh, we long to move. We long to be inspired. Our connection to music is deep. It's at the cellular level, if you will. Um, on the basic sense, we all love rhythm. We've all been touched with a song at the deep emotional level. But more scientifically, research has shown that music can help in many aspects of the brain, including pain reduction, stress relief, memory, and brain injuries, right? So across all of these dimensions, life without music without being, will, will really be a mistake. And, and, but, but by the way, if I may just in, inject quickly to what Sandy said, I love, I'm going to start a hashtag, Sandy. I'm going to call it hashtag drummer's lead. Because that whole conversation about embracing the monster and surviving the drum machine era is very applicable to what our, what our generation or the today's generation is facing with AI, right? So rather than run for it, right. embrace it. I, I think it's perfect. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you shamelessly, Sandy. Um, but that's the quote. Feel free. I, I knew you two would get along famously. Thank you, Darwin. And Abby, let's get your quote in here. Abby is quoting Edna Mode from The Incredibles, a fictional character who appears in Pixar's animated superhero film, The Incredibles 2004, and its sequel, Incredibles 2, in 2018. She's an eccentric fashion designer renowned for designing and creating costumes of multiple famous superheroes. Okay, so here's the quote Abby picked. I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. I hope I did that okay. Abby, how'd you pick this quote? You did it great. I loved it. Thank you, dear. I picked the quote more for the character than the message. Um, like you mentioned, Edna designs suits for superheroes. And with every superhero, they bring a new challenge with their power. And Edna's able to rise to the occasion in every situation. She's quirky, brilliant, and inspired by technology, constantly challenging expectations with her suit. So this Thank combination yep. of design and technology, they're two areas that people often don't think of combining. And this quote made me think about music and the different ways that artists and creators are coming up with ways to combine both technology and music. It seems to wiggle its way into a lot of areas we may not expect. I love it. Um, Abby, I had a guest on one of my SAP business shows about a year and a half ago, quote Edna Mode, and I was absolutely fascinated then, and I was such tick so tickled when you selected a quote from her today. Thank you. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. Panelists, I want to read the number one prediction from each of you. I want you to take exactly 60 seconds to explain it. Really keep it tight. I want to see how many because you sent me such great predictions, and I know our listeners want to get to this point. And if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is Technology Revolution, the future of now. Hard to believe we're at episode number 20. We're live every week here Wednesdays on the Business channel on Voice America Radio. The topic today is music and technology, sweet or sour notes. Ooh. So let's get to prediction. Let's see if we can get through one round of predictions. And I have one other ad, one other sponsor to read. And then we'll get back to our predictions number two and three. See how many we can get. Michael Castaldo has sent us a prediction called Being Single. It's all about being single. Music lovers are creating their own playlists on their favorite digital platform. Michael, 60 seconds. What does this all mean to us? It's back to the days of the singles, uh, uh, the 1950s mm-hmm. and 60s. Uh, the Beatles are on the scene, and people are just buying 45s. It's not about the album yet. Oh, yeah. And it's back to the cottage industry of uh, people just enjoying single songs and creating their own playlists. Um, uh, re- regarding albums, yes, there are people still putting out albums, but their faithful super fans will listen to the entire album and and uh, enjoy the the story of what that uh, album's about. But most people are now thinking about the vibe of the playlist and does the song that they're that they'd like to listen to repeatedly on a playlist does it fit that vibe? 
and uh, I'm in the midst of uh, promoting one of my uh, releases and uh, getting feedback from uh, curators at uh, Spotify. And I'm getting first-hand information as to, you know, the song is great, but it doesn't fit my playlist vibe. You know, if mm. you have something in this style, please send me that. So that's why I came up with that, uh, with that um, prediction. Thank you. Prediction number one, Karen Willow says, shorter songs. Songs on YouTube and SoundCloud are currently on average 1.5 minutes. Seriously. Karen, talk to me. 60 seconds. What does this mean for the future of music, please? Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems that uh, for a while songs were getting longer, you know, like you get, you have like, you know, Stairway to Heaven type, you know, long songs. Mm-hmm. And now songs are just like really short. Like I'm, like when I try to play a song for my son who's now in college, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, the intro or whatever part of the song, he's like 30 seconds in, he's like, uh, like stops listening. And I'm like, wait, wait, you, you haven't heard the song. We haven't gotten to the chorus yet. <laughs> uh, the attention span... For, for younger people, it's just crazy short. So, um, you know, when I, when I, and you know, like, uh, if you've heard, like, the more recent songs from, like, Kanye or, you know, some of the, the um, hip-hop artists and so on, the songs are just super short. Uh, and and I, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a judgment in any way. Um, that what that means though is then more artists. Let's say in a playlist or in a time period on the radio, you get to hear more artists, more songs. I guess that's good for the radio. Um, I guess that's good for like um, you know Spotify and all those other um, um, you know streaming uh, channels. So they get more songs out. Um, more mm-hmm. people get heard. I guess that's a good thing. Thank you, Karen. Let's move. Sandy Janeiro, prediction number one. This is really serious. He says, earning a living, playing live and selling merchandise is going to be the only way bands and artists can make significant income. Sandy, 60 seconds. Please explain this. Well, I think I think because of the nature of the music business now, the way, the, the way music is recorded now, I think... Um, uh, there are a lot of bands that just not do not even even big bands and one comes into mind a band called Toto, which was a mm-hmm. very very big popular band that had several singles. Uh, they refused to record an album in the traditional way of going in a recording studio and releasing a, a a batch of songs like ten songs on a traditional LP. That's gone because they cannot make money selling the record anymore. The the brick-and-mortar mm-hmm. record store is almost extinct. The brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop recording studios are almost extinct. Unless you're an Elton John or a Paul McCartney using a corporate-owned hit factory or Criteria Studios in Miami, a huge studio, everything, is, everything else is going to be fa- fallen by the wayside because you can basically make a great-sounding record in your living room with a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing live that will be going on the record will be your vocals. So the only way a band could make significant money, and there are a lot of classic rock bands that are, are on the road playing these little Indian casinos in the Midwest and, and little gigs and selling merchandise, and that's the only way they can make money because the, the hard copy of the LP, and I remember buying the Jimi Hendrix Are You Experienced record waiting online at a record store on 8th Street in Greenwich Village and Mm -hmm. taking the ferry back to Staten Island looking at that picture as I listened to Purple Haze it was like that those days are over yep thank you thank you Sandy interesting Darwin prediction number one this is taking a step further from I think what Karen said extreme customization Darwin says we will have the ability to purchase components of a song and use as we prefer Darwin, unpack this. 60 seconds, please. Yes, absolutely. And I think Karen and I share the fact that we both have a college student, so I think we think alike in that regard. Um, But extreme customization. So today's technology allows an experience of one. You know, my music, my social media feed, my purchases, me, 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 me. And I think a natural evolution is to decompose a song into components that you like. Just like instead of buying a whole suit, you just buy the jacket. So I may like the chorus riff or just the vocal or exclude the vocal, wow. but I think that's a very natural transition that we might see in the future. 
Thank you. Very interesting. And when I listen to that, I cringe when I listen to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You can jump in. Abby sent this very interesting. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought this one up. She says, utilizing social media before a music drop, Taylor Swift continuously dropped hints on Insta that she was dropping a new album, a mural of angel wings in Nashville that thousands of tourists flocked to and turned, in turn posted pictures on Instagram. This allowed... to. Taylor Swift to advertise to a vast audience she would not otherwise have had. Social media. Abby, 60 seconds. Expand, please. Yeah, so I think this kind of piggybacks off of Michael's comment mentioning singles and how playlists are at large today. Taylor Swift is a great example of that. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the individuals who took a picture with the wings. Um, But by doing so, (laughs) she's, you know, opening up her audience to all of my followers and all of the other individuals who take those pictures. So in turn, we're pretty much advertising for her. And I think this is something that we're going to see more and more in the future. Very well put. Thank you. Well, we needed to have that one. I'm going to do a quick welcome back to Zapier. I don't know if any of you have heard of Zapier. Have you, uh, Michael or Sandy or Darwin, Z-A-P-I-E-R, Karen or Abby, Zapier? Anybody? I'm going to tell you about them. Okay, growing a business is hard, especially when you're spending hours every day moving data. Come on, you got to take it from an email. Sometimes you put it in a spreadsheet, you put it in other documents. If you're in business, you put it in a, a CRM. It should just happen, right? Well, more than four and a half million business people are saving 40 hours a month. That's right, by using Zapier. It helps you automate your work. You build your own customized workflow with just a few clicks. It helps you connect 1,500 business applications. That's more web apps than any other company, and they add new options every week. Zapier integrates with Facebook lead ads, Slack, QuickBooks, Google Sheets, Google Docs, and many, many more. And you don't need a developer, and you don't need somebody to do the code for you. Let me tell you what you can do to get Zapier. We've got a special link. Go to Z-A-P-I-E-R, Zapier.com slash revolution. I'll spell it R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. Connect the apps you use the most and let Zapier take it from there. Now through the end of November, we're getting close, kids. Try Zapier free. Zapier.com slash revolution. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N for your free 14-day trial. Zapier.com slash revolution. Okay, happy to have them back as another sponsor. It's time for round two of predictions. We're uh, galloping forward here, predicting the future of music. Michael Castaldo, here we go. Don't bore us. Start with the chorus. I'm going to just let you take 60 seconds. What in the world does this mean? Go ahead. (laughs) Michael, it 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 means (laughs) it means a lot of people have short attention spans. I was I released a digital single this summer, and um, and again I am reaching out to curators from various playlists and and bloggers. And uh, in this particular song, uh, the chorus uh, didn't hit until a minute into the song. And uh, and because of today's attention span, they were saying, Mike, can you edit and uh, and uh, and basically re-release the song as a remix, but put the chorus at the top, <laughs> and I think you'll get more people listening past mm-hmm. 13 seconds. I remember my, my music mentor always mentioning that, uh, you know, some songs, I mean, it's been done before. It's not a novel thing to start off with the, with the chorus. And I think you're going to start hearing more and more people starting their songs with the chorus and getting it right out of the way so you can at least grab people's attention and hopefully they'll listen past the chorus. I love it. I'm thinking of, I don't know if any of you on the call, I bet Sandy knows this, remembers this, maybe Michael, I'm not sure about Karen, Name That Tune was a popular TV show and they would play just a couple of notes and they would see how fast somebody could chime in and it wasn't the chorus, it was just those notes and to to this day and if you you ask Alexa to play a list of whatever, you know, jazz songs or 50s rock and roll or or anything, R&B and and you hear, I can hear just a couple of those notes, Michael and I can just, nobody here in the house I'll just say, I know what that is. And I, it's like I'm playing my own version of Name That Tune. Thank you. Great prediction. Karen, let's look at your prediction number two. Oh, this is interesting. Genres blending. Talk to me, Karen. 60 seconds. What do you got? Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, going back to um, my my son, like every now and then he will mention a, like, you know, I'll, I'll play a song that, that I think is 
old, <laughs> you know, like a Beatles song or something like that, and he'll and he'll start singing along or humming it. I'm like, how do you know that song? Mm-hmm. And he'll say, oh, so and so sampled it in um, their, you know, hip hop song. And that happened, hmm. like, you know, Eminem will sample some song from, you know, the 70s or 60s or so on. And then listening to some of the stuff that he's played, a lot of hip-hop artists will sample stuff, like even classical stuff or, old, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so they are, you know, singing over um, um, all kinds of music. And so you end up with this, you know, the genre blending of, of this this kind of thing and 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 uh, I think I think it's awesome I think it's great and then what happens is what and I don't know if all kids do this I mean obviously my son does this because you know he's my son and he's you know been forced to listen to all kinds of music from you know in the womb mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> he you know will then start researching oh what is that song in the background then he'll start digging and then he'll yep. end up really liking that song and then you know, pulling that out and listening to that on YouTube and then putting that on his playlist. And so he'll then have that original song in his playlist um, and ha- get get familiar with that and maybe look at that artist a, a bit more, you know, that kind of thing. So, of course, he, now he thinks he discovered the Beatles. But, you know, of that's course. <laughs> Karen, thank you. I want to move on to I want to move on to Sandy's prediction. We're running really short on time. Sandy, I'm just going to read prediction number two as a sidebar, and then I want to go to number three. Two is Sa- Sandy predicts sales of vinyl LPs will increase because of an old school desire to hear analog recordings and their warmer sound. Let's just leave that on the table because it was great. But the one I would like you to talk about, Sandy, is the Tech for lack of talent. This is really, really important, you say, because auto-tune is used in recording new music by incapable singers. More and more lip-syncing and pre-recorded tracks are going to be used in live performances. Oh, Sandy, you're breaking my heart, but I, we know it's a reality. Tell me more, please. Well, that's that's basically the truth. I mean, you, you go, there, there are all kinds of electronic outboard gear that you could auto-tune and and as I mentioned before, all the tracks now are done on a grid, which makes it sound perfect, which makes it sound every note is in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very sterile sounding. And I think, you know, LPs are not going to come back in the way that they were in the 60s and in the past. But there's, going, there's still a purist, audiophile purist that likes to put the needle on a record. And, and hear that analog, that warm analog tube recording. And there'll always be a, a little niche for that. But that being said, um, living here in Nashville, I noticed that the lines, my prediction for the future in terms of genres of music, the lines that separate the genres of music are going to be more and more blurred. And I noticed that by moving from New York to Nashville, and I'm a New mm-hmm. Yorker at heart and will always be, but I noticed that the music being generated in Nashville is not really country music anymore. Hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, when I see Florida Georgia Line, and I'm sure they, they won't mind me quoting this, but mm-hmm. when I see Florida Georgia Line actually doing all those rap and ghetto shapes on stage, and, and there is a good section of their drum machine uh, 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 songs that have samples in them and drum machine programming, the live drums are not on their records, and they're they're doing rap shapes like on stage. And I'm going, well, what's that? This is supposed to be Nashville. This is supposed to be country. And if you if you doubt what I'm saying, tune in tonight to the CMA Awards on Network mm-hmm. TV. I don't know what channel it's on, but you, you there's not going to be unless you see Willie Nelson or Travis Tritt or or an old school Dolly Parton. Unless you see one of those singing, that is country music. The, the, the big boy, the, what do they call it, bro country now is basically like a homogenized uh, mixture of rap, of 80s rock. And, you know, watch these bands that are backing some of these boy country, these, these, boy, uh, these bro country bands tonight. And they're, they're hopping all over the stage and they're doing what rock bands used to do in the 80s. Yep. And so it's Sandy. Like the, the, you know, it's coming Go from ahead, the Brid- Bridgestone sorry. Arena in Nashville. I just want to mention Bridgestone Arena in Nashville tonight, Wednesday, November 13th, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. It's ABC. 
So there you go. So finish your sentence, please, Sandy. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to get that no, in. No, no, that, that's it. That's it. I think, I think the, the lines that separate different genres of music uh, are going to be more and more blurred. And that goes along with the, you know, the consensus where you're cre- someone mentioned before about creating their own playlist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my playlist could have Sinatra in it. It could have Willie Nelson in it. So in that, in that vibe of homogenization of playlists and all of that, you don't like one style of music anymore. And it's the stylistic, the styles within the music themselves are blurred. Like, again, listen to some of that country, what you call country music tonight. And it's not country at all or what we think is, or used to be country. So... Um, yeah, so I, I can go on and on about this. I'm very passionate Thank about you. Yeah, but, and, I heard uh, somebody uh, want to comment. Who's that? Go ahead. Who want to yeah, comment? Uh, that, that, that was Darwin. So yes. I, I have a theory on how that's happening, uh, Sandy. One, I do think that as music gets more diverse, we will evolve. So the, the traditional lines around geographical and country belonging in certain parts of the country is going away. But the other thing that I've noticed, and maybe this is just my observation, is that country music in general, quote unquote, is is almost like the last main place where actual musicians are being leveraged extensively. So it, it by, by that it draws people who play music to play that kind of kind of category, and they bring different influences. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just my theory. Sandy, agree well, with that? That's 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 just. That's a matter. That's a matter of opinion. If you if you look at traditional, if, when Dolly Parton does a record, she uses live live people. But when Florida Georgia Line or Jason Aldean does a record, they use drum machines and they use sampling. I'm talking no about way. traditional country and today's country. I know the the musicians that play in these bands, and they tell me all you have to do is listen to their most recent recording, and you could tell. It's homo- it's 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 sterile. It's drum machine. It's sampling. Oh wow! And it's not it's not it's not live drummers playing with a drum machine. It's a drum machine. Period. Mm. I want to move on because we're almost close to the end of the show. But Darwin, you're up next. I have prediction number two. This is interesting. Uh, we talked about the impact of the internet on singers, musicians, uh, the creative flow, being able to make a living. Sandy talked about where the money's going to be made. And we haven't talked about protecting, protecting the rights. So you say IP protection, embedding unique signatures as part of the song to protect the IP. Can you unpack this in 60 seconds for me, Darwin? Yep. So in the good old days of big music labels, it was easier to protect IP. And that's why you saw like Marvin Gaye's estate, I think, Sue Pyrell Williams were blurred lines. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's actually several cases of um, plagiarism or, or, or uh, IP challenges uh, in the past. But now that's going away. So, and while I personally believe that at the macro level, we are all part of a long chain of influence. For example, classical music heavily influenced heavy metal, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I do think there's a need to be able to create a way to embed a signature to protect the artist, right? Whether by frequency or a silent digital code or some technology to afford us a little bit of protection for the IP that we cherish because otherwise, that's going to discourage um, creation and that actually will lead to... um, the death of creativity, right? So I, I think that's a challenge that we need to tackle. Thank you very much. And we can squeeze in one more prediction. Abby, I didn't forget you. Par- Let's see, prediction number two. This is interesting. Talent searches through apps. And Abby says, I'm not sure about you, but I'm continually amazed by the fact that American Idol still exists. Abby, I can give you 90 <laughs> seconds. What does this mean? Talk to me. <laughs> Well, you know, American Idol has been on for a lot of years now, and I remember watching it growing up and running home every Tuesday night, and it is still going on. Um, there's definitely a market out there for televised talent search, but at some point I think it's going to have to have to evolve and maybe not be on TV, but potentially be through apps. We have all of this new technology in our hands, and, you know, by expanding out and Using an app or filming and streaming in different ways, we can have a much larger reach um, 
I think a few people today have mentioned the global aspect of music, and this is just one way that we can reach out to a wider audience. Uh, I think Thank it might you. be something that's going to be in the works. Interesting. And that goes back to uh, Sandy's comment about untalent and, and auto-tune and how many people could, could submit something through an app and say, I'm the next greatest singer. And we have no idea how much is real and how much is digitally manufactured. Thank you, everyone. This has been absolutely great. Um, I do have a couple call to action repeats here for our sponsors. And then I'll thank all my panelists. And you've all been wonderful. Audible, our newest sponsor. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. That's right, 30 days. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals Absolutely free. Do we all love absolutely free panelists? Everybody say yes. Yes. There we go. Visit audible.com slash techrev. That's T-E-C-H-R-E-V or text T-E-C-H-R-E-V techrev to 500-500. Visit audible.com slash techrev or text techrev. That's a tongue twister to 500-500. And let's see, Zapier also. One more comment from them right now through the end of November. Try Zapier free. Do we all love free panelists? Everybody say yes. Yes. There we go. By going to our special link, Z-A-P. I love audience participation. Z-A-P. P-I-E-R.com slash revolution. You can spell that Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N for your free 14-day trial. I can't thank my panelists enough. I think we have to schedule a part two for next year because we just barely scratched the surface and who knows. By the way, I had the privilege of interviewing Johnny Mathis by phone for 90 minutes many years ago when I was writing for, Sandy, you may know this, the Improper Magazine on Long Island. I was a stringer for them and I got a call at at 6.30 in the morning, and a wonderful, melodious voice said, is this Bonnie? This is John Mathis. And it, during the interview, made the back cover of the magazine. It was a great article, a great interview. And I asked him, American Idol had just come out. And I said, do you ever listen to the show? Do you ever watch it? What do you think? And he said, I don't know anything about it. I don't think too much. And that was just, <laughs> he was probably predicting where he thought it wasn't going to go. But look at what we got out of that. So I want to say a special thank you to my co-producer, Ryan Treasure, the voice of that wonderful intro, Aaron Keller, our intrepid engineer extraordinaire at the Business Channel at World Talk Radio, and my wonderful panelists, Michael Castaldo, Italian tenor, music producer, songwriter, and all around everything. And he's a great proponent of olive oil, and he owns his own olive vineyard. Okay, we got that in. Karen Willow, world artist and vocalist. Bonnie, Bonnie, if I could say something. Yes. country singer. I just happen to be from the country of Italy. There you go. I love it. Karen Willow, professional art, world artist, vocalist, <laughs> sings in many languages, keeping cabaret alive in Chicago around the world, and the mom of a guy, of a kid who is in college and loves playlists, short ones. Sandy Gennaro, my good friend. I think you're my friend, Sandy. Professional touring musician, drummer, instructor, inspirational speaker. We didn't even talk about your Beats program, B-E-A-T-S. One sentence, Sandy. What's that all about? One sentence. Beats. Belief, enthusiasm, attitude, tenacity, and service. And when you use these attributes in a positive way, opportunities will present themselves and the universe will smile upon your path through life. And we're smiling right now. Darwin Deano, Chief Technology Officer, SAP Technology Officer, and a principal at Deloitte Consulting. And, of course, a shout-out to our really good friend at Deloitte Car- uh, Carla, Carla Neil Slavin. I was getting it all mixed up here. KLN54 on Twitter. Thank you, Carla and Abby Samarja. Happy to meet you, Abby. Business Technology Analyst at Deloitte. And all I can say to all of you is we're going to be back next Wednesday. I've got 30 seconds to wrap up. Next Wednesday, 11 a.m. here on the Business Channel, we're going to talk about what's your next ride, the future of cars? We'll find out. Thank you for tuning in to Technology Revolution, the future of now. And remember, the future of now didn't happen yet. If somebody tells you the future's already here, tell them you don't know what you're talking about. It hasn't happened yet because we're making the future right now. Be a part of it. Bonnie D. Graham drumming off. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now. Oh